Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the St. John's County show that's on in the morning. Is it true? No. Okay. Blake took us back to serious really quick. (laughs) Yeah, right. Blake was was yelling in a serious tone. He really is like the recess, you know, aide. You know what I mean? Like, everybody get in. Ready, go. Such a good wrangler, Blake. You're you're amazing. All right. Well, oh, that's a bummer. That would, have been a, <laughs> that would have been a great not story. Not that we're going to talk about that on the show, but yeah. All right, everybody's lost out there watching. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing well. It's going to be a good show today. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, we've got County Administrator Joy Andrews in studio with us. Um, we've got uh, a lot to talk about with Joy Transportation. We've got some uh, whole boatload of jobs. Oh, good. Come to St. John's County. That's you nice. You guys know I love jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs and Jobs for St. John's Countyans. Okay, good. Yes. Opportunities. Yes. Speaking of jobs, uh, Michael Lugo's newest restaurant opened up. Oh, yeah, I heard it's good. Talk a little bit about that. I haven't been. You know me. I, I... when trendy things come out, I wait like seven years to go do them. Well, it's smart. You, you wait let them... until they're not trendy yeah. anymore. Yes, I do. Yeah, that's... Yeah. 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 It's a good move. Let them get like their bearings things. for yeah. seven years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Catch up on the downslope. <laughs> <laughs> so we can rant about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love ranting. We've got uh, Memorial Healthcare planning a freestanding ER in St. John's County. Don't they all stand on their own? Yeah. Am I mistaken, or do we have people holding up our current <laughs> ER just on the oh, sides yeah. of the building and shifts? Yeah. It's not freestanding. We've got the Amish holding the building up out God there at Flagler him. UF. So nice. Yeah. Seamus. <laughs> Old Seamus. Uh, we've got uh, St. John's County. We've got an update on the food for fines for the library program. That helped a lot of people. Mm. And some uh, infrastructure projects in Hastings. Oh, good. Yeah. So we've got a lot to do on the show today. It's going to be fun. Um, but I will start out by telling you about the world famous, the Florida Man Games. Okay. Presented by Flow Grown. Um, Davey, have you been following the teams? Like, has Cooter Commandos requested to be your friend? Yes. And Hanky Spanky. And, and Hanky Spanky. Have you seen the war that's going on between these two teams? It's incredible. It's, it's incredible, like, sub-marketing that is just really, like, trickling over to other news feeds. People are sharing it. It's awesome. It's so great. <laughs> it's hilarious. They are really going at it, man. Yeah. So, uh, definitely made sure they're in different divisions so they can go head to head against each other at some point. I can't wait to see this games. battle happen. royale. <laughs> it had better happen. Um, so that's it's going to be exciting out there. Can't wait. You got uh, you got one more week. We got one more Saturday that the Florida Man Games will have never existed. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your last Saturday where the Florida Man Games does not exist because after that the world changes. Is that too grand? To the world, the world changes. The world is going it's to an shift. international event. Guys. Yes, Florida man, true. worldwide. <laughs> okay. okay, now you just made me sound real corny, Troy. <laughs> Did you see the uh, announcement this morning from uh, Florida Ma'am? Uh, no. Birdie Paradise is coming back to show off. I'm very excited to meet Birdie. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently she's. Uh, it's very rare for her to make an appearance, and she's making an appearance at the first Florida. Man games. Okay. Very That's nice. awesome. Yeah. Lots of things going on that I don't know about. <laughs> I figured you wouldn't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Even I get surprises on the Florida Man Oh, game. boy. <laughs> wow. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Uh, big shout out to some of our local sponsors as well out there. Ripley's, Atlantic Marine, Power Sports STA. It's STA, so you know they're local. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Canan Law, Bozart, Sunshine Yacht, and Cruises. 
Prohibition Kitchen, dropping mm. us some VIP food out there. It's going to be great. Very exciting. The Florida Man Games. Uh, also, big shout out to our friends at Bozard Ford Lincoln. They are celebrating 75 years in St. Augustine in Northeast Florida. Also, big sponsors of the Florida Man Games as well. That's exciting. They are here for you. You can experience their extensive selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, quick and quality servicing, and their parts and accessories shop that will blow your mind. I don't know why I'm still looking at the camera. The thing's up. They can't even see me. It's good yeah. practice, though, for it's the good. others. <laughs> yeah, in case you have a speech class later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know me in classes. Make I love contact. classes. Make eye contact. <laughs> Head right back down. <laughs> what are you saying, Troy? Yeah, that's what this speech class was. Remember, remember they were like, oh, make sure you make eye contact. You're reading it like this. No, yeah. I never, I never mean, took I, speech class. You that's never did? I don't make eye contact. Oh, uh, well, yeah, they were really on to us about making eye contact. Yeah. Well, you know, and I couldn't read the speech anyway, so it didn't oh, go right, good. Yeah. So I'd write like down five five words and then ad lib the speech the entire time. People couldn't read the words of the letters you strung together. Yeah, though well, my dyslexia was painful. Yeah, it was it painful. just a fear? Like, could you have trained yourself to read better? Well, or did I, you- I trained myself to get as far as I did? Yeah, <laughs> true. So. I mean, it was really bad. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it Pledge, was, Pledge of Allegiance, you just me- memorized it, oh, right? Yeah. 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 Like by the time oh, I was yeah. four. Right. Yeah. Didn't we all? I mean, it seems like you said it like six times a day at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. CC. Yeah. Yeah. Mozart Ford Lincoln, they are driven to inspire. <laughs> I'm at the age there was still prayer in school. Wow. You're yeah. one of those people. Yeah. Wow. In public school. Yeah. Yeah. We, by the time I was in public school, you had to have like a prayer group and you could go out and mm. do your prayer and oh, that stuff. That's but it nice wasn't too. like a, wasn't a school wide thing. <laughs> Not <laughs> up north. <laughs> I'm the age of PP. Prayer and paddling. Oh, but oh. I, we did have a paddle. Ooh. We did have that. That is uh that was there. Victor was always getting spanked. Mm. <laughs> Victor. Throwing oh, paste. Victor. Yeah. Poor Victor. All right. Also, a big shout out to Fidus Roofing, Great Expectations Realty and Auction, Chiba Hot Toasted Sub, St. August Pizza, BHF Insurance, Amara Med Spa, Griffin Service, Chris Lucero Bail Bonds, and Willow in Maine, who we'll talk about very shortly. But first, Troy, Navy, we got Blake in the booth this morning. Okay. Yeah. Getting in an extra day. That's it. And Joy Andrews here in studio with us. How are you guys doing? Good. Good morning. Hey. Happy Thursday. Happy <gasps> Thursday. Joy, you know what that means? Weekend Eve. Yes. <laughs> Weekend Eve. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Very exciting. <laughs> Friday <laughs> Junior today. Yes. Friday Junior. <laughs> uh, Blake, how's it going back there? I'm doing well. It was I I I I learned uh, at midnight that I was, that was going to be coming in. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, thank you for swooping yeah. in and gracing yeah. us. Thank you. What happened? Uh, t- I did not learn that you were going to be coming yeah. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so, for, so for some reason, Clay, uh, 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 Clay was driving and 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 he wouldn't be able to to, to get to get back to his house like around two a.m. So, oh, uh, yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Now I found out this morning as as he, I'm I'm in the shower, which I was enjoying my shower, and I heard, "Hey, Dad." <laughs> He's not awake unless he's working. Mm. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you're working." Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, thanks, right. Blake. We Thank need you. Blake. Appreciate yeah. being in. Glad you're here, Blake. Troy, what do we got for question of the day? All right, question of the day: What athlete's career uh, would you most like to have? Like, if you could, you know, do like a Freaky Friday and actually, mm. but have the entire career. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't be LeBron James. Um, what an overhyped career that would be. 
and mm. I wouldn't. I'm not the type of guy who's gonna, you know, do the soccer thing and pretend to be hurt every time somebody breathes on me. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely not Kobe Bryant. I mean, definitely not LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jordan wins that debate all day long. By the way, between mm-hmm. LeBron James and Michael Jordan, it's not even close. Yeah, we, we were all in agreement on that. No, yeah. we're not. No, no. really? No. no, we're not. What well, happened? I'm not in agreement because I've seen both of them play live. Blake, you have not seen both of them play live, so you can't even talk on this. How do you? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen both of them play live, and it, he's just—he's just fifty pounds heavier with more muscle, so and taller, and he's not as good. Yeah, uh, you'd crush him one on one. I'd crush him one on one. I would destroy LeBron James one on one. I'd run under his legs. <laughs> All right. So is it is it Michael for you? I guess it's got to be Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. he's got he's got a good business career. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's yeah. now in NASCAR. You might see. Is him. he? Oh, you I might, might see, see him down there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in NASCAR now too. Yeah, you and Michael have that in common. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm basically am Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I am one on one too. Hello. Yeah. I'm glad I got you there. <laughs> <laughs> the complexion. And Michael Jordan is still to this day. You can turn on Sports Center right now, and in the still next relevant. five minutes, they'll mention his name. He's still relevant. Yeah. So, Davey, what about you? Oh, my God. Bobby did it. Uh, I'm going to say world-famous spin star Benjamin Aldis. He's from London, and he's a spin coach, and uh, he's an aficionado. He's an amazing endurance athlete. So, yeah, I would love to play uh, switcheroo with him for sure. That didn't sound right, but yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Switch the lives. Yeah, 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 Freaky Friday. Yeah, yeah. Freaky Friday moment. (laughs) Blake, what do you think, man? Ooh, uh, I'm actually gonna go with. Ooh, that. Mm, I'm probably gonna say Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, good, that's pretty good. Good guess. Yeah, good guess. you can be one of the mo- the best at your sport, and still nobody recognizes you in public. Yeah. I wouldn't know Wayne Gretzky if I saw him he's, today. He's still worth a bazillion dollars. Right. It's still gonna be always gonna be the greatest. Right. And no one cares so. about him or his sport. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Damn. <laughs> well. <laughs> There are people out there that do, just not in Florida so much. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, no, that's a, that's a good answer. I, I think, uh, for me, I, I mean, if you went football, you kind of want to lean towards Tom Brady. But mm-hmm. I, I, there's no way I could be Tom Brady because I just can't stand the Patriots. Yeah, that's why you couldn't beat Tom Brady. Well, you can't really throw a football all that well, but... No, I actually can throw a football really well. Okay, all so, right. Over uh, the mountain? Yeah, over the mountain. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I can tell you this. Uncle Rico. I can yeah. throw a football better, as, as well as Tom Brady as you do uh, to dunking, uh, like uh, Michael Jordan. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great analogy. I, I really no clear. Argument. Very yeah. clear. I was just trying to think, how could I make that work? Just say great. Just the, the gap of athletic ability is what it is. Tom Brady's not even a quarter of the athlete. Michael Jordan is. I thought you were going to say you. Tom no, Brady's not no, a quarter of the athlete. No. You are. I was like, okay, Troy, now we're pushing the boundaries a little no, bit here. No, but I, I, because of that, I'm going to stay still with football. I'm going to go with Peyton Manning because I, I, he's still very relevant. Okay. Um, like he shows up, he, but like called him in to save their brand. Yeah, they did. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did. So, yeah. I mean, he's, him and he's, uh, he's, who else was in that commercial? Uh, Emmett Smith? Emmett, Emmett, yeah. 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 Emmett. So, you know, it, it's. Didn't work, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it helped. <laughs> Maybe it did. It helped. Um, but I, I think I got to go with Peyton just because of, you know, he he's still a guy that you can call and, and is great on camera, too. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I was that he's wit he's witty he's a good guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. him and his brother do a good podcast I mm-hmm. guess I've never seen it yep Joy do you have an athlete that you would switch 
switch lives with if you had a chance? Don't have one. Don't it have one. Is, um, well, the closest uh, thing that I do that is somewhat sporty is uh, fitness combat and Zumba. Do we have okay. athletes for that? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you would know. We we would know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we, we can definitely find one for okay. sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Fitness combat, especially Zumba. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're awesome. The instructors, they're incredible. Incredi- yeah, Zumba is mm-hmm. amazing. I almost became a fitness um, instructor for combat if I didn't fail. Uh, the last um, you like test. body combat. Mm, oh yeah, mm, oh, I love mm, it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, lots of punch. Bruce Shout out Lee. to Kelly Lee Thompson Lee. in town. Yeah. She's there the greatest. Go. Other than Bruce the dying Lee. young part, I don't want to live that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, there we go. I'll be uh, curious to see what you guys have to say out there in mm-hmm. comments world. Um, but for now, it's time for a quick check of the weather, Troy. It's nice today. Bad long check of the weather brought to you by Great Expectations Realty and Auction. They can sell your home, your business, and everything in it. Check them out at geauction.com, gerealty.us. We now go to Blake Blevins for our live traffic report. Blake. All right, here's a map. Okay, there's the map. I wanted, why do I want to sing the Door of the Explorer song when it says uh, that? And <laughs> the cameras. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever wow. seen the Saturday Night Live skit about the map, the song? No. The guy went in and like he he missed the assignment. He's like, oh, uh, Pete, you're going to give us a song about the map, right? And he goes, oh, okay. And, you know, like, because the song's so simple. Yeah. I'm the map. I'm right, the map. right. Map, map, map. He made it up on the spot. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're saying. All right. That was like the development meeting <laughs> yeah, big idea yeah, of the, the map. They're all yeah. sitting around. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. Having a morning. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I wouldn't have been able to come up with that song. It's a great one. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, Blake, thank you for the traffic report. Of course, brought to us by Amara Med Spa. Ah, oh, Amara Med Spa. Uh, feeling overwhelmed? Has your skin lost its luster? You can refresh and renew at Amara Med Spa. Their expert therapists will deliver groundbreaking treatments and facials tailored to your needs. You have high standards. That's why Amara Med Spa exists. Embrace relaxation and unveil your radiance. Begin your transformation at theamaramedspa.com. Joy, then comments are saying you could be Richard Simmons. That'd be perfect. <laughs> I think it's a perfect mix. Definitely. There you go. Okay. God bless. I have the same outfit. Yeah, see? <laughs> Short shorts and a tank top and a lot of joy. You got to get that afro going. Oh, no, no, that. <laughs> That's the tough My part Halloween right there. Uh, choice this year. That's perfect. Okay. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, good morning. Uh, Joy Andrews, County Administrator, uh, in studio with us. Um, and we've got uh, we've got a few things on the uh, on the docket to talk about, I mm. guess. Um, I guess we will start with transportation. Um, so this is uh, a, you know a story hit the news last week, I think, of uh, groundbreaking from the County Commission on 210. Mm. Uh, I'm told a little bit of blowback here when this picture kind of dropped. A lot of people kind of asking the same question we hear a lot, right, over the last few years is why aren't developers paying for this? Why aren't they kicking in more? This is their project, right? So um, can you shed any light on this, uh, the on develop- this topic? And what are we doing going forward? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about it just so that I can make some correction. I think there is some wrong impression and not really our uh, residents' fault. I think we, we could have done a better job to explain. Um, it is, you know, development responsibility is, 
is a very complicated issue. It's also a legal matter. It's a contractual matter. But I can say uh, with the confidence that 210 expansion is entirely paid for by development and developers. So, so yeah, so that's not true that uh, why the developers not paying for it. Mm-hmm. So what happened was uh, Twin Creek, which is the development, came in. Um, I'm going to say 2008, right after recession, there was um, some negotiation. At the time, the board really wanted to promote and incentivize development because we didn't have it much going on. And um, so it was a policy decision at the time, and uh, it was on paper a great development. There was a lot of stipulations that were built in the development agreement, which um, was great. Um, so it comes to th- time for implementation. The developer did not um, act very proactively on on building the roads and mm. parks and um, and other infrastructures that he was responsible and, and it still is responsible and obligated to uh, fulfill to offer the mediation and mitigation that um, that he's required to for any really impact on the residents, uh, particularly the biggest one is transportation. So it comes to 2000, I would say 2021, we start to really look at what his obligations were and um, if there was any overdue on obligations and then we discovered that the transportation he he uh, the the benchmark or the milestone or phasing you know development obligations are fulfilled by phases so usually a development agreement will prescribe the phase that you're at and at which phase that you will be responsible for, let's say, build a park mm-hmm. or four-laning 210. Mm-hmm. And the developer at the time, we believe um, around 2022 that he was responsible for completing the four-laning of the 210 from Beachwalk community entrance all the way to C.E. Wilson, which is less than one mile Um so that was a problem. And we went through a number of rounds of negotiation, mediation, and the board really came to a conclusion that there isn't really a whole lot of negotiation we can do with this particular developer. Mm. And uh, they decided unanimously really voted to give county attorney's office to pursue any and all legal um, measures that we have in our hands to pursue the obligations fulfillment. So... Um, after a couple of months, I think the developer came to the table, decided that he's willing, he's willing. Now, it's not really for him to be willing or yeah, not. Right, willing. you already we made the agreement. He, he yeah. agreed. Yeah. He right. wasn't yeah. willing. You know, as, he, he, as a developer now, yeah. he wasn't willing. He, he was, he, he was uh, forced <laughs> to yeah. come to the table. Yeah, yeah we yeah. handcuffed him to the table. Um, and so we agreed on the MOU. The board recently, before the construction of, what well, the groundbreaking of 210, um, signed MOU with uh, John Kinsey, who's the developer of Twin Creek to for him to agree to a methodology how we calculate his financial obligation the road right, joy, um, joy and just so everybody out there knows that MOU uh, is a, a memorandum, memorandum of, of understanding. understanding thank so, you Troy yeah so yeah and we really at, we've can concluded a long time ago we do not want him to construct this road because we cannot put 
the actual road, the safety, the standard, and the, the the completion date on his hands anymore. So we decided to take over the construction, and we built him for every penny that he's responsible for through this memorandum of understanding. Mm. So there is no off the hook from his financial responsibility, and his responsibility is beyond road. There are parks, mm-hmm. there are fire stations. There what are a bummer for him to are, act like this. Though, there are different things. Um, well. I can say this here. I, I to me, it's it's purely a business decision, especially when you get developers mm. don't live here uh-huh. and they don't experience the pain we do every day True, to go yeah. through the traffic. So that is something that we learned, and then the board was and I kudos to them they have they they made the decision very quickly and at the time Meg was our county attorney and they said David we want you to pursue any legal uh, measures that we have to make sure that he's going to pay for what he's owed to us true yeah so um so the whole construction of that less than a mile is 15 million dollars really expanding from two lane to six lanes his obligation is to widen it to four lanes but because of the um the the uh, mobilization cost and the saving that we could accomplish by building six lane with the four lane at the same time, uh, the marginal the difference is really less than two million to go from four to six. Mm-hmm. So you know you, I think it, it's a good business decision to just go to six because eventually we're going to get to that capacity with the high school at the beach side and then being the bottleneck from beach side to ninety five to two ten okay. uh, west. It just makes sense to go all the way to six. Joy, Joy and, and just and we talked about this earlier. Um, is he already have houses that are uh, being sold right now? Yes. Okay. Why didn't the county just hold his uh, uh, certificates of occupancy? Because I, I I had to do that in, at Palencia. I don't know. I, you might have just been starting your career then. I had to do that at Palencia because they tried to do a similar thing with parks. Yeah. And we held their certificates of occupancy, and miraculously, they couldn't sell. So yeah. they weren't they weren't getting revenue coming in, and all of a sudden they showed up at the table. Yeah. So I, I was just wondering why didn't they use that same strategy? So that strategy was on the table among other ones. Um, there were a couple complications on that strategy. One is that a moratorium requires exceptional uh, resolution because we're talking about property rights. In addition to that, Beach Walk is a mixed-use uh, development. And mm-hmm. there are commercials, there are residentials, there are uh, hospitality. Um, the ownership and the entitlement in that development is very convoluted. There yeah. are lands but that were a, already it's a breach sold. Of contract. So when you hold a uh, mor- moratorium, then you have to sort out who else is going to be negatively affected by that. And they weren't at the table. They weren't responsible mm-hmm. for the uh, the overdoing or overdoing of the responsibilities. So that was something that our legal was sorting through. Mm-hmm. And then miraculously, uh, the developer came to the table. So mm-hmm. we didn't have to exercise that moratorium, but it is still on the table. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't paid yet. Mm-hmm. Right now, what we're doing is that we have a, a contract between the developer and the board, basically saying, based on this calculation, this road standard, you're going to owe us whatever the calculation is going to be. Mm-hmm. And we think it's going to be over $9 million from him. And if he decides to not pay um, any less than nine, then we will explore all of these options. We'll take him to the court. We will, and I'm probably going to get in trouble with our county attorney's office to talk about legal strategy, but um, 
moratorium is not off the table. Okay. No, because I mean, it, it, it worked very effectively. I mean, he, it was a breach of contract on his part um, and he hasn't paid yet. So, you know, you don't get to drive the car off the car lot yeah. until you pay the bill. Right. So to me, to me, it's, it was a strategy, I, I, you know, and, uh, it's and a it works for you and it, and it worked for us because, you know, but it was like you said, like you said, there, there's some other uh, developers and some other things involved in this. Yeah. And mine was one individual developer at one sure. individual thing. So there yeah. is there is a difference there. But I know the strategy works because if he's not bringing in revenue. He, you're going to get him to that table really quick. Trust me, uh, myself, our board, we're not afraid to go nuclear. Yeah. So that yeah. that so. is the option. So uh, we're going to keep all options on table yeah. for sure to make sure that he pays. And yeah. what do we do to avoid this situation in the future? You know, what do we build into these contracts going forward? What do we what do we change about policy going forward to make sure that we're not having to come to the table like this in the future? That that. People know they have to fulfill these obligations yeah. because it's not going to get to this point again. Right. Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I think the, the, the commissioners currently on board weren't, any of them really weren't part of the uh, approval of this development. Right. That was way before their time on right. the board. Um, I can give you an example that uh, Christian, Christian Whitehurst, who is, um, you know, the, really kind of the leading commissioner on the Greenbrier negotiation, Hilo negotiation, which um, I think the policy, the board at the end came together to agree on um, that looks like it's going to be the trend. And now I'm not going to predict how in the future they're going to make policy, but that was a big deal. I think it was a turning point on how we deal with our developers' responsibility and in what way they will mitigate those impact and what what was um, proposed to the developer and um, well proposing meaning that if you don't do it we won't give you the approval was that you're going to pay upfront. So basically, in Hilo's development, um, I think Commissioner Whitehurst and then the rest of Commissioner Commissioner Dean, Commissioner Lamo, and Commissioner Arnold, Commissioner I couldn't remember Commissioner Joseph was also on the board, but they basically held. Uh, the developer accountable by saying that you can forget about this development unless you pay uh, upfront. So we got 20 million upfront um, for the widening of Greenbrier and Veterans um, Parkway area. So that was a huge um, shift of policy and policy decision sort of uh, uh, methodology they use. Mm-hmm. And I can safely predicted that that is going to be the methodology um, most of developments is going to be reviewed at. Of course, there's mm-hmm. always um, every development is different. You know, we're, we are we are just so blessed. Everybody wants to move here. Yeah. Um, and so they some want to go south, some want to go north. So the mitigation of impact is different from south to north, from north to east, from west to east. So there is going to be some flexibility on how they want to adopt that. But I think upfront mitigation is what we're looking it's, at to avoid future um, situation like this. And, and it's got to be in well before your time. I mean, and you know, you you see a lot of times like when you got here, parks had to be first. Well, that started because of the mistake we made at World Golf Village. All right, World Golf Village, we didn't, in the DRI, we didn't ask for enough. And we, we thought, we were just so happy to have that many houses in, in the yeah. early 90s and stuff. And I didn't get the parks up front. Right now, just now, it's under construction, the regional park that should have been at World Golf Village in the 1990s. 
Wow. So we're talking 30 years later. It's tough to kind of put the toothpaste back in, in the tube. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I 100% uh, am supporting everything being up front. Yeah. And, and with that said, you know, obviously we've seen a, another kind of par- element of all this over the last couple of years has been <clears throat> price increases, mm-hmm. right? So are we building in when we're saying, hey, you got to pay this $20 million up front? Does that account for in three years, maybe when we get to this road project, this is what it's going to cost in three years? Or are we going to have to say, well, they committed to $20 million, but now it costs $40 million to build this. Good so now question. we have to throw yeah. in that extra yeah. $20 million. And that is really, really good question. Let me let me just uh, talk about Stay Row 16. What a sore subject. Um, you know, mm. the, uh, the, another litigation that we're going through is with the Grand Oaks. At the time when when the board, um, and this is also way back, and this is also a out-of-town developer who does not live here. And they agreed to, oh, in fact, I, I remember because we just went through mediation. Um, I can't talk about what we talked about in mediation, but we essentially broke up. We can't agree on things. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time of the approval of development, there was, there was explicit, on capture on camera with all the board meeting, there was explicit a promise of construction of 16 from basically 95 Alamo area all the way to three miles in front of Grand Oaks. Um, at the time, the estimated cost of construction is 15 million. Mm. Now, we captured that number in agreement really just more for FYI, like it's about 15 million, but your responsibility is to actually make that road happen. Well, now 2023, the uh, the developer can do it because they they missed the window of opportunity to build a road, and um, the construction cost of three million is close to um, sixty million, mm-hmm. and um, conservatively, it may even be eighty million because for one, your road construction standard has exponentially increased by FDOT. They have different grading requirements, different surfacing requirements, sidewalks and all these things. And then two, everybody knows the construction cost has grown exponentially, especially road construction. Um, so they, it is on them that they are now uh, really doesn't even have the capacity to, to do what they said they were going to do. So we're going to see them in court on how we're going to deal with this. And and to Choi's point, right now that whole thing is um, is basically on a moratorium and nothing is being built. Uh, the plot that was going to be released is now stopped. So we also had to do cleanup because there is inadvertent impact on people. People, you know, some of the, some of the developers and then they work with the builders and they don't necessarily know exactly what's going on. So they start to sell lots that are not platted and then therefore you can't have legal description and all these things. So we we did have to unwind a couple homeowners who really didn't do anything wrong. They Mm. were excited to moving their new home. All of a sudden that home is not really for them to live in. So we have to do some negotiation with them to make sure those homeowners are protected. But those are the unintended consequences of these kind of stuff. But the large picture is that no more houses, that you really can't go plot anything. You can't build anything until we see the road. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's. I forget your question. I, yeah. I, no, I, it's I, good. I, yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. The question yeah. was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. up front, they're we, paying 20 million. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. What got, happens so between you're, you're, your gap? I got you're, carried away with my... <laughs> uh, but 
to your question, so the 20 million is, we know we're going to use that 20 million immediately. So there is a no okay. indexing yeah. for that portion. It's, Commissioner re, it's, Waldron, re, it's real time money. Yeah. And, okay. and Troy, yeah. you remember Commissioner Waldron, when he was here, he was big, big on indexing construction costs and construction obligation. Mm-hmm. So every single contractor we have now is that based on your obligation, as long as you don't build it or as long as that we are not building it to based on your phasing, um, it's going every year it goes on, it'll be indexed. It's progressive. Um, it's so progressive. you'll get an inflation adjustment. Progressive. Yeah. Right. And, and, and one of the things, and, and um, we're talking a lot about DRI's uh, development of uh, regional impact. Um, we, we talk in acronyms a lot, so I'm trying to help out the audience a little bit. I'm, I got it. They're yeah. good. Yeah. Um, uh, the difference between a large PUD and a DRI, because to me, the most dangerous thing coming into the county are not the DRIs. It's the larger PUDs that are really close to uh, the threshold of 999 homes. Yeah, 999 Mm -hmm. homes. And they take it right to that limit. And then all they have to do is pay the impact fees on the on the houses, which is never enough. How, How do we defend against those larger PUDs, in my opinion, that aren't paying their part? Well, um, so we no longer have DRI. So that is already an outdated state definition. Mm. Uh, development regional impact type of development has already retired. The concept has already retired. Mm-hmm. So now we're not really dealing with the, the threshold of 999 anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really, it, it is a very loaded question. How do we, it really the question is, how do we hold the developers accountable who are building these large development mm. um, and whether or not impact fee is sufficient? So a couple of things. One is we are currently, you know, the com- comprehensive plan update, a big component of it is to look at the transportation mitigation. We currently have a concurrency program, which means that it's a prop share. So Troy, if you're building a development, you are impacting state row 16, you are impacting uh, 208. So those are the corridors you're going to be impacting. I'm going to calculate how much if I built this road to mitigate all the traffic that you're bringing in. And I'm going to tell you your share of that proportionate share. And you're going to have to pay that up front. It could be either 10 million, it could be 15 million. In addition to that, you have to pay impact fee, which mitigates each, each individual household to uh, whenever you build a house, you pay the impact fee and that household will pay for the transportation impact, school impact, parks impact and public safety impact, all of that. So um, the calculation of impact fee needs to be updated because Mm -hmm. it needs to catch up with inflation. It is a very state-regulated policy. We don't get to go outside of that. So that is part of the problem. The state requires you to do certain things, that you have to have a certain type of concurrency program. And the state is trying to have a balance of protecting both local government and property rights. So they don't want the local government to overcharge developers um, so there are a bunch of protection mechanism in place that you can't overcharge them. Your prop share has to be calculated a certain way. So if we ended up with a underfunded um, uh, financial mechanism for all these mitigation, large part is because the state regulates the local government. Um, and it, I can see that, you know, state, mm-hmm. state government wants to make sure local government is not overgrowing our power and somehow hurting our development. Mm-hmm. But in St. John's County's case, we are on the other side. We, we need more flexibility and freedom mm-hmm. to hold our developers accountable to make sure that we can charge them, not 
it, it, outside of outside of what's in that in a in the formula, this this algorithm that we're using is every day people get on the road and you, you keep bringing these new homes, but your legal you, the county legally can't ask them to pay more. Yeah. So that's the challenge. We have to look at our concurrency program all over again, and that is something we're doing right now. We're looking at mobility fee as a hybrid addition to impact fee, which is a concept the state does allow, but there is a lot of convoluted uh, requirement that if you instituting a mobility fee, how is it going to affect your impact fee and all these things? So anyway, so I'm be, I'm getting into too much of a yeah. weeds of these technicality, right. um, but upfront mitigation is really critical. Uh, for the county. So you said they eliminated the DRI, so there's no separation. It's just basically household by household. All right. Household by household, that gets passed down to the the consumer. So that the impact fees on residential is going to be the household impact fees is going to be baked into whatever the house is going to cost. It's part of the reason why some of the housing is unaffordable in a lot of our areas. Um, Talk about impact fees for commercial because we're so out of balance on commercial to residential. Um, Isn't it? Is it? I know at one point it was like 87% to 13%. I think it's a little better than that right now. But to me, the commercial impact fees, uh, you know, need a little help to entice these developers, stop building so many houses and start building some industry here. Yeah. So is there some measures that the county's doing for those? The county has already done that. We give 60% discount. It, essentially, you can't really discount impact fee. So right now, commercial does not pay concurrency, which means that if you, mm-hmm. Troy, you want to build a noodle shop somewhere mm-hmm. and then you are impacting racetrack road, mm-hmm. you really don't pay the concurrency and um, and in addition to that, impact fee, ha- we have a buy-down program, which impact fee by state law, you cannot waive. That's why we're struggling with affordable housing. You know, you cannot just waive because impact is impact. It doesn't matter who lives there. Um, and the state requires that if you treat one section of um, the users this way, you cannot treat other sections of the user the other way. So you can't waive them, but the county can use other parts of funding to buy down mm. certain impact fee. And in commercial world, we um, do a buy down program. Well, I guess it's subsidy program where economic development will pay for that discount. So, um, but honestly, the, the, the divide or the, the perfect ratio of of commercial to residential and that one perceived that we're not reaching is not to me and this is how i see it is not because how much we're we're we're, we're discounting the impact fee i don't they are part of decision the, the business decision making but there are many other things land uh, value is a huge deal from what i'm hearing cuz i you know reach out these the business and the wanted to entice them to come to st john's county if they fit our lifestyle and our needs, land value is tremendously higher than many other surrounding areas. That's for one. And we do have a high impact fee, but it's not a deciding factor. Uh, one big biggest deciding factor is availability of land. We have a lot of land. We don't have well, it's a, a lot it's a double that whammy. In, entitled for industrial and commercial. Yeah, it's it's a double whammy because I mean you're you're it's an official paying, government term. Yeah, it's right? a double yeah. double whammy. I like double it. Whammy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No whammies, no we'll whammies. make sure that we'll make to the comprehensive yeah. plan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, it, but it, as a developer, you look at it and go, wow, okay, I'm paying you know 
20% more for this acreage, you know, and then that goes into our door fees. And then the impact fee hits you on top of that, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then we're talking concurrency. Tell me, you, you said something, you said mobility, you said concurrency. Um, it's called one thing in, in like the city and it's called another thing in the county. Oh. It is... How, what's the difference? Do does the county look at mobility differently than concurrency? Because I look at them the same. Concurrency is essentially prop share. So concurrency is that when you build, we we calculate the entire impact on this impacted road, and then we divide up. You're responsible fifty. I'm responsible fifty. The gas station, well, I'm, it's already hundred. So you're fifty. <laughs> I'm thirty. Gas station twenty. So then you pay your fifty, uh-huh. but then you also have ongoing impact fee you're paying. So concurrency is really a mechanism for the county to ask developer to pay cash upfront. Mm-hmm. They do get impact fee credit for that because impact is impact. So you can overcharge them for the impact they generate. Mm-hmm. So if you pay nine million for the impact that you generated, you get impact fee credit, which means all the houses going to your development is going to get a cut. Uh, you're not going to pay impact fee until that nine million is already accounted for. And the state also instituted a law a couple years ago, which is a protection of development that you can transfer your impact fee um, credit within impact area. So you have Palencia, you have, I don't know, I'm I'm thinking Palencia, and then you have the adjacent, um, I don't remember the development. So if if they're building um, houses and Palencia is done with all their development, they they are closing out, but they still have residual 3 million impact fee credit. They can sell that 3 million credit by state law to the adjacent development Another, uh, within that impact area. Ooh. So then, who made that decision? Uh, the state did. That's uh, silly. So that's so a state mandate. It is a state that, that mandate. You guys have to deal with. And essentially, we just lost the three million dollars yeah. because yeah. that yeah. was the money yeah. that we were going to collect from other developments. What a so, whammy! Just so you guys understand, like the impact fees have to stay within the region in which those developments are at on a normal situation, but it now allows them to like. Trade. You know, yeah. to, if there's a development, now it allows if there's a development in Hastings, instead of that money staying in Hastings, it might be traded over to the Volano. Right. right. How right. long has that been the case? Yeah. Um, I would say around three years oh, from its terrible. implementation. Oh, yeah. That. yeah. That's mm. terrible. And, you know, I we, as joy. one of the county uh, governments, we fought for it. We, and of course, we, we submitted. When the legislature was being discussed and bill was being contemplated we submitted a bunch of revision um, and also impact analysis on the county we were going to essentially lose hundreds of millions of dollars because they're now they're now concurrency impact yeah. I mean currency they can trade mm-hmm. um, essentially the money that goes to our road construction is going to dry out because mm-hmm. of that that's, that's a terrible well decision. Um, mm-hmm. that didn't go anywhere so we can definitely well can you fix it can we change that what do you, what do you have to do to rally around something like that does anyone know well, it's it's fairly well established a law now. So um, we gonna, yeah. the, you, you learn to make the adjustment when the state yeah. hits you with those mandates. And, okay. and a lot of things, uh, you know, poor road and bridge probably gets hit with it the most uh, with the ditches and stuff like that. They mm. they have mandates that yeah. have been on them for 20 years. It's near impossible what the state yeah. hits you with. Wow. So and, state and mandates I, are probably in, in the world of government. Like, I don't know if you would agree with this is probably one of the most difficult things. 
to work with within the budget. Mm. Yeah, and they have a lot more to also consider and contemplate too. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about our state delegations. I mean, they have been nothing Mm. but a great champion for St. John's County, Senator Hudson, Speaker Renner, uh, Representative Cindy Stevenson, and all the delegation, they 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 bend backwards and forwards to figure out how they can bring more dollars and more uh, positive impact to St. John's County. This is a statewide issue, mm. and they have to um, to find that balance because there is also you know the voice of the, the 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 private business side of it. How and they want protection, and in their mind that I'm creating. I'm paying all these money to mitigate the impact, but this impact is also, um, you can define that impact is the impact zone. So why can't I use that money that I pay for to mitigate that impact as long as the other development is in the impact zone? So there is definitely logic behind that law, but it has mm. consequence on mm-hmm. us for sure. Yeah, you just made it more yeah. logical for me. I didn't realize, yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. I, I'm just nervous in certain areas, and I, I don't think it would happen here because we have a pretty good balance within the board. In certain areas, there's areas that are not going to be as politically strong as some of the other areas, and it could push towards, uh, you know, say you're District 1 and I'm District 4. Mm. You have more political clout than District 1 because there's more money in yours than there is in my neighborhood, and you could pull some of that money using your political clout. So I I could see it making the the gap of the the haves and have-nots much bigger. And, and, and if it's a state law, then a lot of time we are dealing with uh, laws that or bad consequence of the laws that because of Miami, somehow, mm-hmm. you know, Dade County messed up something years mm-hmm. ago, then they made a law to prevent that from happening again. But somehow we have to adhere to that, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to switch topics uh, in just a second and talk comprehensive plan. What is it? How do people get involved? Why is it important? Um, but uh, first, we will uh, get you guys caught up on the Gas Buddy Gas Report and a couple of other things. Uh, let us know in the comments where you are seeing the best prices for gas in and around town. Uh, we'll start with the Sunoco this morning at twenty one ninety nine North Ponce or at three oh nine. That's our cash price. The Sitco's cash price at ten ninety nine South Ponce three fifteen. Moving on up. The Shell at 146 King, they're at 319. Mm. Your Shell at 216 Ponce de Leon Boulevard, 319 as well. Same with the Owens. And uh, the Shell on 2350 North Ponce, 325. And the Gate on Mizell Road, 335 this morning. Jeez. Ouch. Gracious. Yeah. I'm feeling those impact fees. Definitely. Impact of gas on my wallet. That's yeah. a direct yeah. impact. <laughs> if you get in trouble for any reason, you got to go to jail. We hope it doesn't happen. But if it does, Chris Lucero will make it like it never happened. He'll get you out of jail. He'll get you back to your real life. Uh, he has experienced professionals available 24-7 to provide you with fast and reliable bail services. 904-822-BAIL. That's 904-822-2245. We've got some live music happening today and tonight as well. We'll start with Jim Lamb at the Milltop Tavern at noon. We got Vinny Jacobs at the cellar upstairs at one o'clock. Alexis Paramus. Oh, very nice to see him back. Yeah. One o'clock. Uh Pierce Pub. Michael Lee Howard. Is that one of our serial killers? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He has three okay. first names. Yep. Yeah. Three yeah. first names. Yep. Yeah. Poor guy. So proud. Three first names. Pazalis at <laughs> three o'clock. We got Crawford Boyd's Acoustic Anomaly. They're at Tradewinds at 5. Evan D., 
Uh, Guy Harvey Resort at 5. Trevor Compton at St. Augustine Shores Golf Club at 5. Vinny Jacobs at Hurricane Grill and Wings at 5. The J.C. Hatfield Trio at the Concows, 5 o'clock. Uh, Dewey Vaya. Hey! Cimarron Golf Club, 5.30. Uh, Dion and Collins. Okay, sounds like a... Mm-hmm. Sounds like a doo-wop band. R&B group. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, yeah. From like the 50s. Wait, you can see them at Barillo's. All right. Oh, okay. Six o'clock. A little outdoors. Nice night. Zach Haywood, Salt Life, six o'clock. Vegas Gray, Pierre's Pub at six. Chris McNeil, Colonial Oak at seven. Courtney Frazier, Shayla Moore, seven o'clock. Oh, cool. Josh Tennessee Worthy at Meehan's at seven. Willie Nelson. Is he at the amphitheater again tonight? Mm, okay. How exciting. Okay. Wow. All Good right, for, Willie. Good for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7.30 tonight. Feeling bad about being tired. He's like 85. Working two nights in a row. I know. Right? Seriously, man. That's <laughs> what I want to do. Seth Greer at Cafe 11 at 8. Burn Unit at Fusion 904 Eatery at 8. Contact Buzz at Trade Winds at 9. And Cholula. No Name Bar at 10 o'clock. Right. I, I did go to the Alcazar to try and find out right. how Nicky spells his name, and he was not there. Oh, why totally are you bad luck? Johnson. He totally Johnson Burns this. Wow, and he was not there. Tim, what is up I was, with I was, that I phantom like, performers? Okay, I got to I got to get this done. And but the lunch was amazing. Why I'm do people sure, not yeah. show up like, when they know you're going to be there watching? Yeah, something about that. They, a lot of pressure. They have maybe. A, a curry chicken. Salad mm. on a croissant. <sighs> oh, so good! That sounds delicious. Wow. Yeah, you would never eat that. It's not chicken nuggets. Yeah, it's he wouldn't right. like. It's way too fancy. The curry part. It's not a cheeseburger. Hoity toity for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. You know it's not hoity toity for me. Is Griffin Services? I can afford their services. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's AC, whether it's electrical, um, plumbing. Unclogging the drains, they can do it all. Uh, they are the home of fast and friendly and affordable service seven days a week. Give them a call 904 500 2653 or visit griffinservice.com and see the Griffins. Also, our friends at Fidus Roofing, of course. And uh, not only do, do they great do, uh, here we go. Let me try again. Easy for you to take say. Two. Take two. Not only do they do great work protecting your home through your roof, they also support a lot of local charities and support our local kids here in St. John's County. Uh, Fidus Roofing. Get them up there for a free roof inspection because it's free. 904-355-ROOF. They do pavers. And gutters. All right. Yeah. County Administrator Joy Andrews sitting in here with us this morning. Joy, we appreciate you being here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the comprehensive plan. We hear a lot about the comprehensive plan, um, and you guys want citizen input, right? That's Feedback. right. What yep. is the comprehensive plan? Why is it important, and why should people be giving you the input? Why is it necessary? Well, because that we're building your house. You're building your house. We're building your house for the next um, 25 years. So it's 2050 is the plan. Um, comprehensive plan essentially is a, a roadmap on how you're going to define the boundary of your, using the analogy of your house, where you want your bedroom to be, where your bathroom, your, your, your study, your den, your dining room, your family rooms, your front yard, your backyard. So this is St. John's County. We are going to use that plan, when I say we, the board, when they make future uh, decisions based on um, the, the what's in the plan. And the plan will include um, elements such as 
natural resource conservation, where you want to see your natural resources to be conserved, what land you want that to be preserved for whatever purpose, and uh, affordable housing, where you want that for affordable housing to occur, what kind of uh, mechanism you want the board to put in place to make sure that you have the element of affordable housing um to be produced um, in a in a timely and um, and, and and be ample about it, mm-hmm. and then where you want economic development, like we talk about industrial and commercial, where you think that boundary should be. You know, we 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 know from the community from Alton, they don't want a uh, distribution center. We learned from one of the um, the application of maybe a couple a year ago. So then the community needs to tell us upfront exactly where you want to see these job growth to happen. Happen, where you want to see what kind of businesses to happen, and where you want to see the single family, where you want to see the farmland, where you want to see all these things. So there are the elements of the discussions that essentially the board can adopt a plan without understanding their constituents' wants, desires, aspirations, and needs. So this is why your voice really matters, and you need to tell our consultant, our staff, as we go through this very intense uh, public engagement process, as we hold these town halls, and as we hold these roundtables with specific topics, uh, you need to let um, us know how you want your house to be built, mm. how you want your home to look like uh, 2050. And, and I think a lot of end users of this plan is going to be the youth currently are in high school. So somehow we need to find out how we can engage them as well. You need to tell us this is going to be your home in the future. You're going to have your family, your children in that home, how you want it to look like. Um Simultaneously, we are also doing a strategic plan, which last time I talked about the difference of it, which is your government, how you want your government to look like, how you want your services to be delivered, how you want us to pick up your garbage, what are the more important things than the others, how you, which, which area you want us to spend more money than other area, would you like more ball fields, you want more libraries, you want more roads. So strategic plan essentially will serve that purpose. So so to avoid confusion, we really put together the two uh, initiatives simultaneously. So we're holding, hosting these uh, public engagement meetings together with the two topics so that you can give us input at one location at one time. Um, so the three ones that we have just scheduled is in March of February, actually February 20th, 6 to 7, 30 at Pasetti Bay Middle School Auditorium. Oh, okay. February 21st, 6 to 7, 30 p.m. at Southeast Branch Library and February 22nd, 6 to 7, 30 p.m. at Ponte Vedra Concert Hall. And we're going to have at least the three more town halls um, in March. Potentially, we'll have some redundant ones just because we do have some residents are either snowbirds or they don't live here um, all year round. So we want to make sure that we do provide um, accessibility for those folks. So there are going to be plenty of opportunity for you to give us feedback. If you can be there, we'll have an online survey. We'll have a feedback hotline. We'll have all kinds of ways for you to 
let us know how your how your uh, how you want to see your home to be built. And I think it's important for people to understand that because a lot of people, you've seen it throughout your career mm-hmm. in county government. A lot of people will show up to a county commission meeting and say, "Hey, wait, this came out of nowhere. What mm-hmm. are we doing? This, this mm-hmm. I've never heard of this before." Mm-hmm. And it's like nothing comes out of nowhere. There's always an opportunity for the public to get involved and ask questions somewhere along the line. Right. Um, so this is that opportunity. That's exactly the, right. Yeah. And Pete wanted to put in his request. He wants more roundabouts and carousels. That's a lie. Oh. That's a lie. That's a lie. Is do that, not put that on me, that, sir. Do not put that, that on me. No, do this is not. Not the official comprehensive plan meeting. Not, and I will not be there asking for that. This isn't the time? Nope. Get no. roundabout out your mouth. <laughs> well, this is this is a perfect example for Pete that you need to show up in person because people like Choi will misrepresent you. See? Yes. Yep. Exactly. That's a good learning lesson right there. Yes, they will. Joy quick sidestep we are all in comments loving this sweater can you please yeah, tell was, people where you got this sweater because yeah, oh we're going they're thinking uh, Ann Taylor yeah. Banana Republic he's now stealing my I, look let me have some sort of conversation dude you had like nine nine hours of ta- air time today it's super cute I will have to comment on the comment section after okay. I'm done yeah. <laughs> she's like I'm not getting that out there because I cannot stop when I start talking about fashion <laughs> well Joy thank you so much for coming in we appreciate your time we appreciate appreciate some of the clarity on these issues Mm -hmm. and um, where do people go to uh, find current meetings and figure out how they can get involved in in county politics? Oh, I'm glad that you mentioned this. I think uh, uh, Wayne would not be... um um, excited if I don't mention this. So we now have a new website, okay. and we are going. We are. We actually will launch actually this Friday our new app, which is called St. John's County Connect or Good. SJC Connect. But we do have a brand new website, um, and I mentioned this because one, I love the look, and it's clean. It's mobile device friendly. You can pull it up on your phone, on your iPads, and um, our team of public affairs have been working on this for at least a year and a half. So Tina, Cindy, uh, Tyler, Wayne, I mean, that's the team that they've been working and uh, among other things they have to do. So I'm asking our residents, whoever's listening, go on the website and tell us if there are bugs because we are better testing this. And I am pretty sure it's imperfect, but we can improve them if we know where they are. And so we can make adjustments. Cool. So, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Thank you very much. Um, all right, Troy, how do you want to check out the comments today, man? I'm going to thoughtfully go through on this terrific Thursday. All right. Should do that. Nobody's commenting on my fine shirt over here. <laughs> oh, they did in the beginning, yeah. It's actually, it's actually I love when you wear a catering shirt. Is it really? Yeah, there's like a fork over here. Oh, how cool is that? Utensils and wow. It's you put like a flashlight in there now. I'm really running out of clean clothes. <laughs> yeah. It looks a lot sharper than the uh, Mario Brothers shirt. Oh, hey, I see? I get so many compliments on that Mario Brothers there you shirt. Go. Yeah. <laughs> it is my most complimented <laughs> shirt. <laughs> uh, I will tell you that Baytude and Floyd, they set the standard that your home is more than a house. It is where your memories are made. Let them protect your house so you can make memories in your home. Same thing, but different. Having a reliable local insurance agency like Bates, Hewitt, and Floyd with over 40 years experience in homeowners, auto, commercial, and benefits locally, by the way, can be a valuable asset in navigating the unpredictable insurance market. Give them a call. 904-794-5455. There we go. 
or visit them at 165 South Park, Sweet C. Also, our friends at Willow and Main Beauty Bar, they are your hair's best friend. If you are tired of looking tired, you got to head over to Willow and Main. If you're feeling like your hair's in a rut, head over to Willow and Main. They're your hair hut. Not sure where to fix your frame? Take your mug to Willow and Main, and don't let a hair emergency stress you out. Check out their latest specials on their Instagram at Willow and Main Beauty Bar. And Wednesday is always Men's Day. All right, Troy, what you got? All right, uh, so it looks like Shaq and Jordan won on the uh, okay. athletes, which kind of makes sense. They're both, like, billionaires. Um, and um, Willie Nelson's going to be 91 in April. Wow. God bless. 91? Jeez. Dang, that weed's good. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, thank you, Ann, for the stars. And, you know, there was a lot of comments about about your uh, uh, sweater over there. A lot, so, yeah, a lot, there a lot of love for the A lot of love well. for you, Joy, in comments. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what do you got for Stortum Stat? All right, Stortum Stat 1898. Remember the main. You ever heard that term? Remember I don't think the so. Main? I don't think so. It was a fighting cry. It was a battle cry for the Spanish-American War. Uh, and the main uh, USS Maine got sunk in Havana Harbor. All right? And it kind of uh, sprung us into the Spanish-American War. We kicked their ass in about three months. And then that's how we ended up with Puerto Rico, Guam, and uh, the Philippines. Uh. But they did a study in, like, ni- 1991, and they realized... Yeah, it probably wasn't the Spanish that created it. It was us that uh, had stacked the uh, the ammunition wrong in a fire. Uh-huh. The, you know, they did an entire study, and so the whole whole thing. But we ended up with Guam, the Philippines, and Puerto Rico out of the deal. Puerto right. Rico, yeah, nice. But it, it was it was a war that was very short. It's where Teddy Roosevelt kind of got his big uh, boost politically mm. with the Rough Riders. Even though he wasn't in charge, he was second DMX. in charge. Yeah. 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 EVE. So remember the yeah. main. All right. Um, and remember St. Augie's Pizza. Stop in there between Riberia and ML King today. Get yourself a great slice or a lot more than one. Plugs, Troy. Uh, Bollocks tonight, 634. We're doing uh, uh, the story of Henry Flagler and Rockefeller, their friendship and how that came to be. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Davey? Uh, We've got a really good in-depth look at the St. John's Botanical Gardens this afternoon. I'm excited to meet them. They're very excited to be here. It's going to be a great show. Blake? Uh, check flagathletics.com for 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 athletic schedule this weekend. And go to the FloridaManGames.com for the athletic schedule for next weekend. <laughs> ha. You guys have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you at three. Bye bye.